Welcome to season two of the Testimony Service Podcast, brought to you by Engage. Engage is a brand I started at the end of last year to serve as a reminder for us to engage with God, to actually cultivate a personal relationship with Him, and then to engage others, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to those around us. And one of the ways we engage others is through our testimonies. So here is episode 211, The Truth Behind My Smile. All right. My name is Justine Cohen, and I am originally from Kingston, Jamaica, but I now reside in Florida in the U.S. I grew up in a single parent home. I was raised by my mom, and I think the absence of my father caused me to look for love in the wrong places. I got myself involved in relationships with guys that were much older than me. Um, My first relationship was when I was 13. Uh, He was four years older than me. And that turned out to be an abusive relationship. And, you know, my life just felt like it spiraled downward from that moment. I was afraid of leaving that situation because the guy that I was with had threatened my life, basically. And also he physically harmed himself. So he used to cut himself as well. All of that was just a big thing for me in terms of being so fearful to leave him because I didn't want him to harm himself because of it either. I had a friend that ultimately gave me the strength I needed, gave me the support to walk away from that relationship. That was in high school. So I gave my, my life to the Lord when I was 14. So in the middle of all of that, I decided to give myself to the Lord, but I wasn't fully committed to that relationship. I was one foot in, one foot out. I still had sex. I still went out. I still drank. I didn't have a drinking problem, but, you know, the partying and just getting tipsy and all of that was my life. And it got me into different relationships that were just out of control Fast forward to moving to the United States in 2008, and I came here without a job, and I was without a job for probably nine months. And in that time, I had no choice but to lean on the Lord. I found a a local church nearby. I got baptized, and I kind of renewed my walk with God. But once again, I didn't change my circle And I think that caused me to not fully turn my life over once again. I was still in the same place. Yes, I was baptized now. And yes, I felt like I was taking my Christian walk a little bit more serious, but I still did almost the same exact thing. Still had boyfriends that did me no good. I still was promiscuous, still did the partying and the drinking. It was just a cycle. Meanwhile, on the other side of my life, I was being successful. I'm an accountant by trade, and I was able to get my master's when I moved here. My CPA, my career flourished. However, my personal life and my personal walk with God was just in a disarray. I eventually got into a relationship with a college friend because of my desire to be married. And because in my head at that time, if I got married... I would take away that sin of sex before marriage and hopefully everything would just be okay. Because in my head, that was my only or my biggest sin 
you know, years later, I learned that any sin is sin. It doesn't really matter. But I thought, you know, getting married and having a family would change my life and get me on the path that the Lord wanted me. So that relationship, I kind of geared it into marriage, something that I realized years later that my husband time wasn't ready for. And we got married, he moved here, and it just spiraled out of control. The moment he moved here, things changed. He wasn't very vested in the marriage and, you know, it caused him to step out on the marriage. He was hardly here. Whenever he was here, he wasn't in the same space as me. I would be upstairs. It was just, we were both walking in two different directions. During my marriage, though, I actually felt like I needed to draw closer to God. I had no choice, actually. I was basically at the lowest point ever in life. Even after going through abuse as a young girl, this point was a point that I've never experienced. I had to cry out to God. And my husband at the time wasn't a Christian. So we definitely were going in two different directions. Because as I drew closer to God, I drew further away from him. And nothing I did would help us to get together and to get on the same page. I suggested counseling and everything, and he wasn't for it at all. So ultimately, that relationship ended in divorce, which I am not a promoter of divorce. That's something I would never wish on anyone. I actually was fighting for almost three years not to get divorced. Um, We were married for five years. I got to a point where I felt the Lord told me that it was okay for me to walk away especially considering the adultery. I got proof of stuff that gave me the go-ahead to say, okay, I can walk away. Because my whole thing at this point was I've lived my life so far away from God. And now that I'm on a closer walk with him, I never wanted to step out of his will again. So I seeked his approval before I even stepped away from the marriage. I've been divorced for two years now. Um free. I don't know. I feel lighter. I feel more at peace. I'm able to really take this Christian walk seriously, put all my focus on the Lord and realize that I need to align my will with his. Uh, There's no more doing things my own way. That's where I was um, last year. And I decided to write a book, which the Lord has been telling me to write for probably the last two, three years. When I was at my lowest point, he, you know, kind of nudged me and said, you know, you need to share your journey with people to give them encouragement. And I'm like, nobody wants to read my story. I'm nobody. (laughs) During the lockdown in Corona time, I was able to really tap into that and write my book. From September to December, within three months, I was able to write and publish my book. And, you know, since publishing it in the first week of December, it has touched so many lives. And I'm realizing now that, you know, all I needed to do was be obedient. I always thought that I needed to have the fairy tale ending before I wrote the book. So I wanted to wait until I got remarried, had my kids, so that I could put in the book, hey, you know, the Lord gave me all of this at the end. But in writing the book, I realized how many points in my life the Lord showed up. And I never saw it until I got everything out on on, um, paper. So, you know, I am really blessed through doing that.
That's awesome. I, I love how you were just mentioning trying to wait until you got to this fairy tale ending before writing the book. But once you started writing it, you were able to see how God was like showing up in these in these moments all along, but you were just waiting for this big thing. That's awesome. So yeah. like going forward, how has your mindset changed now to where as God is showing up in smaller ways um, that are so easy to overlook, how do you have that mind of gratefulness and that eye to kind of see God in the smaller things going forward? I think because I removed so many distractions, I am able to focus more on things that he's doing. So my focus before was trying to find love from men and, you know, things of this world. I know that I have shifted my focus and I know now that whatever comes has to come from him. I think I'm more in tune to the thing he's doing. So even the smallest of things, if I get a parking space at the, the supermarket close by so I don't have to walk, <laughs> I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord, you know. Things that little things that you never noticed before and you never think that, oh, the Lord is doing this for you. I, it has opened my eyes now. And as I said, writing my story and just kind of, because the way I wrote the book is each chapter is a different stage in my life. And I put Bible verses that relate to what I was going through and how and showed how the Lord got me through it and also put prayers at the end of each chapter so people can pray their way through the situation if they're going through similar situations. So I think the book really helps me first and foremost, and actually was just intending on writing it for myself and putting it on the shelf. But um, the Lord had other plans, of course. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like a very practical book. So what is the book called and where can people find it? It's called The Truth Behind My Smile from Brokenness to Healing. And it is available on Amazon, paperback, and Kindle. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely put the link in the episode description so people can find it. I'm happy for you. And yeah, that book sounds like, sometimes you read books and it has all this information, but you don't necessarily know what to do with it. But yeah, yours, I like that different perspective, having the scriptures and having prayers at the end. That's really cool and innovative. So, okay, going back to how you were always just kind of looking for like a guy or to be in a relationship. So how has your relationship with God filled like whatever void or whatever that was that you were seeking? I mean, if I'm honest, of course, there's still days I feel lonely or, you know, wishing I had someone there physically. But something about the relationship that you build with God and the Holy Spirit and just feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit, it kind of, I won't say it replaces the need of someone beside you because there are times when you do need a physical person, but it makes you not yearn for it as much. I think just being filled with the Holy Spirit helps you to um, also feel satisfied with where you are at the current moment and your focus always now just doing God's will. So if it is God's will that I be by myself, I be single, then I'm okay with it. I am at a place, you know, where I am content and I found true joy in Christ. And I think that's what makes me feel whole, the joy that I feel in Christ. And I am just content with where I am, you know, in, in terms of status or anything. That's awesome. That's beautiful. So how are you able to grow your relationship with God from the point where you were younger and you kind of had one foot in, one foot out. And even when you said like you renewed 
your relationship with God, but you still were like hanging in the wrong circles. What was that journey of growing in God? How did that look for you? So it was a lot of being alone, taking myself away from the crowd and getting in his word and also surrounding myself with. So I I got connected to a ministry back home in Jamaica and that Christian support system did a whole lot for me in terms of strengthening my walk. So I saw you posted um, something the other day about getting you friends who pray yeah, or something like that. Right. And I truly believe it really makes a difference when you surround yourself with people who are at a different level spiritually, you tend to yearn for that level. And, you know, it strengthens your walk because you can learn from these people. And I think that's what happens for me. I was forced to really get rid of the people who were of this world, not really get rid of, but kind of limit that interaction because I still love all my friends, but draw closer to spiritual people and people that can pour into me and understand where I am spiritually and actually feed me what I need. And I actually had to dig into the word myself, pray for myself and hear from the Lord myself and just build that relationship. And nothing comes without prayer and fasting and spending, actually investing time in that relationship with God. Like any other relationship, time is important. So it just involved a lot of time spent with God. What is one piece of advice that you would tell your younger self now looking back after all that you've been through? You are enough. You don't need anyone to complete you. God loves you. Once you realize how much God loves you, uh, you don't necessarily search for that love from anywhere else. If you draw close to him, he will give you the desires of your heart. Doing it on your own is going to end up in destruction. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. If you'd like to share your testimony on an upcoming episode, visit www.martinanicole.com slash podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. It'll help get these testimonies to more ears. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next Wednesday. So here's a sneak peek for you. She goes like this. She said, okay, I got something for you. You know that means whooping. Like if your mom said, I got something for you, if you're, you getting a whooping. So I'm like, you got something for me. I'm like, oh, I, I dare you to have something for me. So I'm making the grits, I'm almost done. And my older brother comes in, he heard something. So he grabs me, he's like, Court, come here, come here. So I'm like, what? He cracks his door and she's in the room praying that I don't enjoy my grits and God like punishes me for my disobedience. And I'm like, oh, she bugging. <laughs>